This is Emily, the host of A Sit Down With Scholars. This is a podcast where we hear straight from present or previous interns. These interns sit down with me to share what skills it takes to be an intern and what benefits they gain from their internship experiences. This is the eighth episode. In this episode, we hear from grad student Gigi Robinson. Gigi is a lifestyle, mental health, body image, and chronic illness content creator and photographer. She has partnered with brands such as Airy, Postmates, Abercrombie, Tinder, Kendra Scott, Afterpay, and even more. Gigi has a laundry list full of incredible experiences as a brand ambassador, campus rep, and most importantly, intern. She has interned with FP Skin, the Aerospace Corporation, Warner Bros, and Paramount. Tune in to hear more about those experiences along with so much more valuable advice. Hi, so I'm here with Gigi Robinson and I'm just gonna let you kind of introduce yourself, share with me your name, obviously <laughs> we have that, but um, your hometown where you're currently living, things like that. Yeah. Hey, y'all. My name is Gigi Robinson. I am located in New York City. I was hoping to be located in Los Angeles, but the pandemic had other problems uh, and plans for me set up. So uh, that is how I ended up back in my hometown of New York City. And I am a digital creator focusing on entrepreneurship, digital marketing, social media, and entertainment. So I know that sounds like a whole lot and I'm sure that we will get into that, but I think creative production is probably my favorite kind of work. And it really falls under any of those categories, which is how I ended up where I am today. That's great. Um, and so I'm just going to kind of start off like asking you a few basic questions. Like, um, so what was your dream job growing up? Like, did you always want to be in the creative industry? What were your dreams? Yeah, so it actually changed quite a bit because when I was younger, I at first wanted to be an astronaut, which was like really random. I'm not a science girl and I didn't think the astronauts needed to know science. So that was quickly knocked out for me because I'm definitely more of like an arts and humanities kind of lady on um, a creative renaissance woman, if you will. Um, and then I ultimately... Uh, decided to get into competitive swimming and I was doing swimming for some time um, until about like age 10 or 11 when I got diagnosed with my chronic illness called Ehlers-Danlos syndrome and that affects the connective tissue in my body and because I had a lack of connective tissue um, it was very hypermobile meaning that it was very flexible stretchy and that's what enabled me to be so fast <laughs> while I was swimming so I was always like winning the races because my elbows and my shoulders like hyperextended when I was swimming. So mm -hmm. I was like the breadwinner of the team, but my doctor said, you have to stop competitive swimming or you're going to have a lot of issues growing up. So mm -hmm. I was very sad and frustrated as a, you know, a teenager. And I decided to get into art and I had always been creative, like loved painting and drawing, but I'm pretty sure around that time is when I first picked up the camera on my dad's D70, which is like, a you know, eight megapixel camera or something. It's like horrible quality now, but back then it was really the cat's meow. And it was how I got into creative production. And I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Honestly, it was definitely a work in progress, but I'm just going to go with something creative um, in general. 
Definitely. And I love that term, creative renaissance woman. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, yeah, sometimes I just, I come up with these random terms. It's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, I, I also went to like an arts high school here in New York City. I went to LaGuardia High School of Performing Arts and Music, or mm. better known as the Fame School. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's where a bunch of different famous people went like Jennifer Aniston and Nicki Minaj and Timothy Chalamet and etc but um there I was forced to take all of these different kinds of art stuff um and yeah I just that's how that's how my renaissance interest started (laughs) (laughs) that's great and how would you think how would people other people describe you other people would definitely describe me as like very passionate um, mm-hmm. and enthusiastic and maybe sophisticated, but also like, well, like wild and adventurous. I know those are kind of contradictory, but in a way I feel like to be spontaneous mm-hmm. or, or okay, so pause, pause, pause. If you were to be, if I were to be like a, like I'm a sophisticated woman, but like I have like many different things going on and mm-hmm. I would say that the spontaneity brings out my adventurous side and the sophisticatedness brings out my business side. So spontaneity is where I get creative and I think sophisticated is where I'm like, okay, I gotta wear the pants, gotta like bring the bread home, all that stuff. So that's why they go so well together. Um, but the pandemic's been a little bit challenging for me in some ways because it's been really hard for me to uh, go out and like be out with people and like engage. And also in the industry that I'm in, which is now kind of like the influencer public speaking sphere of of life. Mm -hmm. um, It's been really difficult because events have just been online. Um, And I haven't been able to like go in person with anyone or like do any events. I'm definitely booking out right now, which is exciting, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's my spontaneous side is definitely on the DL right now. Got to get back into the swing of that because I miss her. She's, (laughs) I miss her a lot. Yeah. So what drives you in the creative space and the creative industry? Ooh, what drives me? I honestly think the hunger to always be on top of something and have something new. So part of the reason why I love freelancing, um, and I did, by the way, just for some context, like in college, I had an internship every single semester, except my first semester as a freshman here in the city. And I was also dealing with a lot of mental health and body image disorders um, at the time Mm -hmm. because I was like stuck at home and just like not living my best life, which was really unfortunate. But um, I found a way to get an internship my second semester of college. And since then, when I first got to USC, when I transferred out of FIT, I got an internship with the school uh, working in their like camera engineering department definitely a weird experience, but you know, it was good money as a little student. Mm -hmm. And from each semester on, I just found a way to continue to like pick something new up. And when I got to the point of like being in internships at Paramount and at Warner Bros and in aerospace, while I was doing different things every single day, it was still under like the same scope of working under a bureaucratic company and a huge corporation. And I just, it was like boring. 
Like I wanted more. Like I love freelancing because every day it's like, oh, I get to wear the pants as a, you know, a manager for myself and negotiate. And then I also get to be a creative director and an editor and a producer and also a public speaker and a writer and like teacher. Like I get to do all of these different things. And I think that is what fuels my passion is also like not knowing, like mm-hmm. the uncertainty of not knowing when I'm going to get another job. Like, I love it. It's kind of, maybe it's a little crazy, but I love it. No, I definitely understand where you're coming from. There's definitely a lot of different roles in freelancing and you got to be flexible, but it takes a certain type of person to do it. It definitely does. I, I think it's, it's really, really interesting because I know some people who, will just exclusively rely on deals. But I know some people that have like online businesses, like with drop shipping or e-commerce stuff, and Mm -hmm. they ultimately end up like using that as their primary source of income, but their brand deals are just like extra. But I think it also depends on like the kind of quality of ads you're producing for a brand. So when I do stuff with brands, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be using my full frame mirrorless DSLR to produce a 4k video for you that you can promote. Um, I'm not just shooting on my iPhone. And while Mm -hmm. I think, you know, iPhoneography is beautiful and like very accessible to many people, it's just not for me. I, again, like want to be as professional as I can be. And use the gear that I have been trained to use over my BFA and over the past 10 years of like being a photographer and videographer. But yeah, that's, that's another thing that's like super important to me when figuring out what I want to work on next. Yeah, definitely. And go into a little bit about like, what was your undergrad experience? Like, I know you mentioned transferring from FIT to USC. So just speak about like how your undergrad went. Yeah, so I ended up going to the Fashion Institute of Technology here in New York City. It's in my hometown. The kind of school that FIT is um, was not something that I really wanted to do again because mm-hmm. in high school, like it was very kind of trade school, like where like I had my core classes and then I also had three classes three to four classes of art a day. So like every single day I was immersed in art. Um, And FIT was structured in a similar way where it was like, okay, here's your core classes. Obviously in college, like classes are longer than they are in high school. So it's like a three hour block instead of a 45 minute block, for example. Mm -hmm. But I felt like it was more of a trade school where like there were a lot of commuters going, you know, into the city from all the boroughs or like from New Jersey or from upstate to go, which is totally fine. Like no, no hate towards any of those people in any way. That just was not something that I really wanted to do for my college experience. I knew that I wanted to go to like a sports school with football and like, you know, parties and rushing and all of that stuff. Uh, So I ultimately went into FIT knowing I was going to transfer out of a year. So I focused on just like keeping my grades up um, that first semester. And by January, I was already working on my applications to transfer. So I had to submit them by, I think, March 1st or April 1st. It's like a month after the deadline for regular like college admissions people. And Mm -hmm. I would absolutely say that transferring when you're in high school seems like such a scary thing. And it's really not. Ultimately, I think it's about redirection. How can you redirect your frustration and like your unhappiness to get you ultimately to where you want to go? So that was a really big topic for me to ultimately 
I think acknowledge and realize myself. But after I transferred, I think it changed the game for me. And again, I did transfer to the University of Southern California, which is like huge school, over 40,000 undergrads, I think, or maybe that's like the total on campus. I honestly don't really know, but mm-hmm. so big, um, you know, football was huge. Basketball was huge. Volleyball was huge. There's a bunch of other sports that I didn't really care about, but those were the three that I like went to the games of. Uh, I did the whole Greek rush thing and I did it as a junior. So that was for sure a really interesting experience because I think I was like a little bit outside of like the target demographic, but I did enjoy it for what it was at the time. And I think that's really important. You get what you need out of certain things. It's the same as if you were to join like a club or something. And maybe after a year, you don't really jive with the people or the way that they're running it. And I think that that's super important to acknowledge and like not take things so personally, because I definitely took some of the things that happened in college really personally um, between like different people within organizations. And I think that was like, I don't want to call it a downfall, but one of the more difficult things for me to comprehend, like as I was also dealing with a full course load, a chronic illness, a social life, like don't forget about all of these, you know, extracurriculars, like everyone else in college is dealing with the same stuff that you are. It's just a matter of like, I guess, putting yourself in your own place. So when I was at FIT, I didn't go out and I wasn't in any clubs. I was just focused on leaving. But at USC, I was in, um, I was on the e-board of a club, a social media club called Reach. I was freelancing. I was interning. Um, I joined the sorority. I was leading the volunteer center. I was also involved in like residential life sustainability committee stuff while I was in on-campus housing. Um, So there was like a lot going on for me. And I would also just encourage any young people going to college not to overload or burn yourself out because like your mental health and well-being is first um you need to feel good and be okay to be able to do well in your classes and your extracurriculars so I made that mistake and I would hate for people to make that again yeah that's definitely fantastic advice to all college students um I know you mentioned before your different internships that you had after throughout college. If you could just speak on each one of those and kind of how you found those internships, an application, was it networking? Um, Essentially, I started out at um, FIT, like I said, and I always tell this story when I speak to college students um, in my workshops that I host and speaking tour. So when I was at FIT, I had this professor, I think his name is Kevin Visconti, and uh, I forget where where he's teaching now or what he's up to, but he was incredible. And it was this professional communications class. And he's like, okay, y'all, like, I think public speaking is great and everything, but you need to learn how to communicate and talk with industry experts. So I want you to find five people and you're going to research the crap out of them. Then you're going to reach out to them to see if they'll do an informational interview with you. And I think the biggest place where people, especially students make mistakes is saying, Hey, random person, I really want to interview you for something, but like, they don't, pay attention to the work. They just pay attention to like the title or the company that they're a part of. And they're like, I want to learn how to work at Google. It's like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. You got to figure out like, Hey, uh, you know, 
Jane, let's call her Jane, like mm-hmm. Jane's a, uh, you know, a marketing, uh, maybe like manager, regional manager, national manager at Google for ad sales on um, all entertainment properties or something like that. Obviously a college student looking at that's like, holy cow, like she's so accomplished. How can I be like her? But before reaching out, they often skip the step of researching who Jane is, what Jane's journey is, how she got to where she is. So that was about the whole class that this professor taught to us. And so I chose a couple of photographers, a bunch to get back to me, but one did, his name is Peter Hurley. And I had researched him. I went in, I asked him all these other questions that I couldn't find on the internet. And at the end of it, you know, I had this really great disposition, like with him, I was like very laugh, like, you know, personable, like laughing, entertaining. I guess, like kind of joking around. I was like a 17, 18 year old college student, just like, ha ha ha, you know, just like kind of funny um, and youthful, which mm-hmm. oftentimes older people love, uh, especially. And also I will say like older people always love when you know stuff about them going into an interview. So the more, you know, about each individual person mm-hmm. and you're interviewing, the more that they'll be inclined to like share information with you because it shows that you give a shit mm-hmm. I hope that's okay said that. <laughs> um so at the end of this interview Peter's like hey like I actually am looking for an intern would you want to like intern with me I was like oh yeah for sure so I ended up landing myself an internship mm-hmm. out of like a class assignment um so that was kind of the first thing that was really cool and I assisted him on a bunch of different photo shoots for some brands and for some like big celebrities and things like that and that was just like a really great experience um then when I got to USC as I mentioned I was doing kind of like a student work study job that they called an internship I was operating uh the cameras for online courses or like for grad students watching online things which is kind of funny now because I'm like Mm -hmm. haha like of course like now we're all just doing virtual school um but then I decided to look for more student jobs and I ultimately found one working in the hospitality department at USC and to anybody like looking for an internship I think working somewhere within your university is really good a lot of times they do post a lot of these job listings and um I found it through uh, like my school's job listing portal it wasn't like on LinkedIn they only hire students so that was that. And I went through, applied. It was like for a photographer. I was like, oh my gosh, this is perfect. Like it's so much more aligned with what I do. And I ended up having that job until I graduated. Um, and that was really just going around and shooting the menus and the venues at USC and that they owned. So it was like for their social media, for their new websites, for like billboards on campus. And so I would just like, you know, walk by the food court and see my pictures. And I was like, eh so cool like that's my work um and then simultaneously as I was doing that kind of as a part-time job um I was getting career coaching through this uh lady who was my house mom at the time at Tri-Delta my sorority uh but she kind of coached me on like how to negotiate an internship offer like how to keep applying like kind of really that mindset because it can be so draining when you're applying 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 like getting interviews not hearing back getting interviews getting denied um and it's just like when am I going to you know land something and for uh, my summer 2019 internship I worked at the aerospace corporation which again is like government FFRDC in aerospace. And I was like, what am I going to do here? This is so weird. Mm -hmm. Um, And ultimately 
I'm so grateful that I did that job and that I landed it because I ended up shooting a lot of high security events and that prepared me so specifically to work in the entertainment industry because you need to be trusted to handle high security material and Mm -hmm. property. So when I mentioned that I worked at aerospace and I did all of these events and I didn't have a portfolio because, you know, it was like under the government Mm -hmm. um, and I couldn't like, you know, send out those images or anything. uh, It really prepared me to go into that and just be like, yeah, you know, I can be trusted and I'm not going to share this information. Like I'm okay not having a portfolio out of this. Like I totally understand like the place that you're coming from. So mm-hmm. that is kind of what happened. And I really just, uh, for aerospace, I got an ad on LinkedIn shortly after a trip that I did with a club on campus called girls in tech. Um, and we went up to NASA JPL in Pasadena and I got an ad for aerospace. I don't know if LinkedIn was listening to me or, or what somehow the cards aligned. Mm-hmm. I found the job. I applied to it. Um, I had a bunch of other like interviews, but none of them came through. And a couple of days after my birthday, I think it was May 13th, I got this offer. So I was so excited um, for my, and that was summer 2019. Then fall of 2019, I just did my USC hospitality job. And then as I was doing that, I was also applying for spring jobs. So I applied for Warner Bros and Paramount at the same time. Mm-hmm. I can also pause anytime you want. Cause I know this is like a crazy long story, but <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. You're giving fantastic information. I love it. Um, I, I, again, am the kind of person that's going to go out of my way to research and scour the internet. I'm not talking about just LinkedIn. I'm talking about how can I find these job listings, whether it's on the Warner Bros. Career website, the Paramount one, the NBC one, like the Sony one, like I literally applied to maybe 300 jobs that semester. Mm -hmm. And I did not stop until I got an interview. Um, so I, I have a whole YouTube video about this, which I will send over to you about my experience with the internships, but I applied to Warner Bros and Paramount. And on the day that I got my Warner Bros interview, I got a message from Paramount saying, Hey, we want to interview you for a photography internship position instead of digital marketing. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so torn to top studios. Like, what am I going to do? So I ended up going through the process of like also working for Paramount, um, of, of applying to work for Paramount. And they offered me the role like two weeks later. And I was like, they're like, Oh, so you're not like working for any other entertainment company. I was like, I kind of accepted an offer at Warner Bros because they gave it to me first, but like, I really wanted to see if it was possible to do both. And then they were like, oh yeah. And I was like, is it possible to just like do this internship in the summer? And they were like, actually, yeah. Like we don't need to like go through the process of finding another intern. We love you. You're just like going to be our summer intern. And that was that. Um, Obviously the pandemic happened. My Warner Bros internship got cut short. Uh, My Paramount internship was online, but that's what led me next to work for Movers and Shakers, which is a up and coming uh, creative agency focusing specifically on creating TikTok ad campaigns. And I worked there for six months as a temp uh, kind of TikTok creative person, creator strategists, I don't know, all of the above. And then yeah. uh, after that, I was finishing my last semester of undergrad in the fall of 2020. And I also was working part-time as a social media TikTok manager on the Likewise app, which is another app. And that was a temporal. And in January of 2021, I decided not to renew my contract for that and just do my own thing. So that's how I ended up where I am 
so much information. Um, long story short, do your research. Too long, don't read. Too long, don't listen. Do your research. <laughs> Definitely great advice. I love that. And I know that I had seen on your LinkedIn that you were a brand ambassador and a campus rep for quite a few <laughs> companies. And I've definitely was someone who did those kind of things in college. So yeah, tell me what you did during college and advice for any college students out there looking to do those kind of roles. Oh my gosh. So brand ambassadorships are literally my favorite thing to talk about. I love them more than internships. So on top of these, <laughs> on top of these internships, I was like, I want to make some extra money. Um, part of me really already was interested in photography and producing professional assets and, you know, making things for social media uh, and for brands. So interested in producing these assets. I already was a part of social media club. I understood like, you know, if I want to produce professional assets for brands, I need to be shooting high quality assets. I need to constantly be like posting them need to build my audience, so on and so forth. So again, I scoured the freaking internet. I like looked brand ambassador, 2020 brand ambassador, 2019 brand ambassador, 2017, 2018. And I just kept like looking for things. Um, eventually I think some of the, I've written an article about this, which I'll also send to you on a real simple, which is a big publication about Mm -hmm. like how I found brand ambassadorships, but there are a lot of times, um, right now marketed as a couple of different things, which I think is really interesting. And just something anyone listening should be aware of is some companies will call you a brand ambassador just for doing affiliate marketing with them. And I think that that is kind of a a little bit of a problem because mm-hmm. typical brand ambassadorships as I know them or a campus marketing representative in a way is where the brand pays you X amount per week, per hour, per semester to promote their product or their brand on your social media feed and in person um, and raise awareness with like samples and like gift cards and stuff like that all around campus. So I did that for Abercrombie, your skincare, higher education skincare, TikTok, Tinder, Kendra Scott, Timberland, Smashbox, CBS Sports, Beach Waver, UGG, and Prime Student. So a lot, as I said before. Um, And ultimately, like I found those through researching, but those were all like basically student jobs. They were hourly paid or like contracted. So for, you know, Timberland for 10 social media posts and, uh, you know, sending out samples and stuff to people, um, they paid me X amount, let's call it like $2,000. I'm just like making this up as a Mm. theoretical. Um, And that is considered a brand ambassadorship. Like you're officially like paid partnership, like the brands will pay you. What is so commonly mistaken as a brand ambassadorship now is brands saying, oh, you love our product, buy our products, and we'll give you your own personalized link where you'll get 15% commission of any any person that buys the same product through your link. And that's what they try to coin as a true like active user brand ambassadorship, which I think is a little bit messed up. Um, Mm -hmm. When you are doing a brand ambassadorship, I think it's common knowledge that you like love the brand and that it's something that you use. Um, But when you're doing it through an affiliate marketing standpoint, it's kind of like, maybe you're just doing it for extra money. I don't know. It's just not as legit 
in my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the term brand ambassador or affiliate marketing, like they're interchangeable right now. I don't wish, I, I, I wish that would change. Mm-hmm. Um, but brand ambassadorships were really a way for me to do a, uh, uh, how should I describe this? Kind of like you're learning marketing, uh, both field marketing and digital marketing, social media marketing, influencer management, uh, creative direction, creative production, social media, like posting, like you're learning all of these things in those roles. And that is ultimately why I think I love those so much. And I mean, as I continue to seek those out, I just continue to grow. And like, that's mm-hmm. the most important thing is that you're growing and like gaining new insight the whole time. So yeah, that is really how it all worked out. Yeah, that's fantastic. I definitely highly recommend brand ambassador campus rep programs as someone who did them. I miss them <laughs> being out of college now. So is there anything else you'd like to speak on? Um, I'm really an open book. I mean, I think the biggest thing, as I said before in my long rant, is make sure that before you're doing an internship or before you complain about not having really a, um, a motive or not getting a job, my answer to you is you can always do more. It's just like a matter of self-motivation. Mm-hmm. I, I literally could go back and show you the, the hundreds of applications that I've sent out and only gotten, you know, as I said, about 10 jobs during college. But that was like hundreds of applications to get there. I didn't know anyone. I was in a, I didn't, I didn't have family working inside of, you know, these entertainment studios. A lot of people's excuses, oh, well, it's nepotism. You must have known someone. I'm like, I didn't know anyone. So a lot of times I think like it really just comes down to how hard you're willing to work and how like much you're willing to research a company and a brand before you ultimately, um, I think, decide that that's something you want to do and it's just really it's just really important in my eyes to like do that because if you don't you're just lazy like (laughs) one of my one of my um favorite kind of sayings is like if uh if you wanted to do it you would and otherwise you'll find an excuse and that that's totally fine because sometimes people want to make excuses and that means that they have other like work to work through. Like, you know, sometimes if I didn't have an internship, like at one semester, like even in the fall of 2019, like I was really struggling with my mental health. So I wasn't really making an excuse for not having an internship, but I was dealing with some other things. Um, but I was still applying for the spring. So I think you should just always consider being like proactive and doing what's best for your health, but don't let the rejections like determine your worth. Um, I know that I've seen a lot of my friends just get so discouraged because they don't get the internship that they want. But my answer to that is like, you're not trying hard enough. Um, You can absolutely get through it. Mm -hmm. Um, You just have to really, really push yourself sometimes and the payoff will be worth it. If I didn't submit all those resumes and and internship like applications, if I didn't go on those informational interview calls, I wouldn't have had the internships. Absolutely not. If I didn't go out of my way to 
like apply for all those brand ambassadorships? I absolutely wouldn't have. I got reached out to, to do the TikTok one and to do the Abercrombie one. Um, that was it. The rest I applied to straight up. So I just think that's really important to always be proactive about. Yeah, that's definitely great advice. Well, thank yeah. you for sitting down with me and chatting, Gigi. <laughs> of course, Emily, this was so much fun. Thanks for having me. And to anybody that's like interested in like learning about internship process or wants like resume feedback, I uh, do have like an opportunity for people to like book calls through that on my website. So if you do want some specific design help with your resume, that's like one of my specialties is helping kids make their resume look top-notch and extra special uh, so that they can get the job of their dreams. Thank you, Gigi, for sitting down and sharing such valuable information about both your internship and brand ambassador experiences. Check out the links below in the description to see more of Gigi's work. A Sit Down with Scholars goes live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Central. If you want to be notified every time a new episode goes live, follow us. If you have previous internship experiences and want to be a guest on this podcast, email me at emily at higherscholars.com.